Welcome back. We are back with the, another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, Jenna Barry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score. So, fantasy playoffs are upon us. Some some guys you relied upon certainly laid a dud in this first week of the playoffs. Had some uh, I don't, interesting results, interesting things happen. But So, what we're going to do this week, because in most leagues, there's only four teams left next week. Only two, so only four teams care this week, and two of the teams that care next week also care this week. We're just going to do kind of a week, uh, what is it, 15 and 16? Or 16 and 17? Yep. 16 and 17 combo here, kind of talk. (laughs) I fucking hate it so much. But, yeah, we're going to do kind of a two-week, kind of discuss matchups for the remainder of the playoffs here, who's got good, bad matchups. If you play in a week 18 league, Sorry for you, and we refuse to help you. Um, Kick her off. Yeah, so take take a little break after this two-week stretch here for a week. Be back around week 18 to start the gears turning on, uh, and I never know how to say this every year, playoff fantasy football. I think that's the correct way. You usually say fantasy football playoffs, which is what we're doing now, but all that. Move the word. Move the word from the back to the front. (laughs) Totally different. So now that that is out of the way, walk. How are you? How you doing in the playoffs? And where you want to get started with these week sixteen and seventeen matchups? Yeah, well, it's funny. We were we were talking right before we went live about a league that we <laughs> co-managed that brightened our day. Both of us like literal smiles on our face like two minutes ago as to what's transpiring in this best ball league. That they you know it, it's a best ball redraft combo league i guess you could say so you draft both sides yeah um, and it's all the same managers and we went win now in best ball and rebuild in a lineup and it's looking pretty spot on um for both but how i'm doing is it's a tough one to answer um watch my eagles absolutely just fall apart against your seattle seahawks on monday night and allow drew Locke to just look like an absolute Hall of Famer on that last drive, um, which is good for him. I'm a huge Drew Locke fan um, when he's not playing against the Eagles. But we have tremendous issues here uh, in the city of brotherly love, and I have come to the realization that unless I see some wholesale changes in the next few weeks, that we will, we will not be even sniffing a Super Bowl this year in Philadelphia where I had my concerns early on with the tight games, but I said, they're just working through some things, transitioning. We lost both our coordinators. It'll get better. Well, it hasn't. It has gotten marketably worse. Schedules got, <laughs> schedules got harder and we just look terrible. I mean, we just, we do. Um, so uh, in that respect, I'm doing bad, but you know, in, in other respects, I'm doing good and it's the holiday season. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on, on the negativity. How about you, sir? Yeah, I think uh, I think I didn't go through them all my scores just yet, but uh, for, you know we we talked about this coming into the playoffs. I was you know either either tanking or pushing all my chips in, so things have kind of gone that way. I'm pretty sure I won most of the matchups I thought I was going to win going into it, so no giant disappointments yet. Usually, I just get my dick kicked in first week of the playoffs across the board and. At least I can relax, you know. It's all <laughs> all said and done behind me. Nothing to worry about. But yeah, it looks like I, I've got uh, 
another week of stress to deal with here, but we'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I mean, this, this is what we that's what we lift all those weights for, right? For this, uh, yeah. a few weeks of stress. So before we went live, I told you, let's do a little segment of, <clears throat> you know, I can't believe this team didn't win. Or I figured what, what, I, what I impromptu wanted to name the same, but one of one of my main, let's say mainer leagues, like, right, you know, we, we have a hierarchy of importance, right? Sure. So this is one I had a really good team in. I actually lost in week 14 to the team that ended up getting second place in the bye, <clears throat> where if I would have won, I would have gotten the bye. Well, so I say all that to say this, I didn't get the bye and I had to play in, in week 15. So this is my starting lineup. Okay. In a super flex league, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Bijan Robinson, Rashad white, Javante Williams, Brandon, Ayuk, Stefan Diggs, Deandre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Trey McBride. I lost by 35 points. <laughs> I lost by 35 points. Uh, fantasy football's fun, isn't it? Nutty. I'm staring at 0.4 points from B. John Robinson. Yeah, a, a big four from Javante Williams. 4.1 from Hopkins. 6.7 from Ayuk. 8.8 from Stefan Diggs. Like, oh, that was a that was one where one I was so close to the bye and then ended up getting just wrong. Yeah. Wrong inside out in a loss where kudos to the other team. I mean, he put up a number, uh, 158 in a reasonable league, and he didn't have any superstars. Just everyone showed up. And, and look, oh, let me do this. That was with a zero from Marquise Brown in his lineup. So everyone else just put up 20 points. Like literally every other player scored 20 plus points for him. So good luck to, to that gentleman. Uh, yeah, you know, we are we are on to next year in that league, but in the vast majority where I was playing to win, I I was able to win. So you're not going to win them all. No one's going to be 100 <laughs> percent return, you know, even on their playoff team. So I guess that's the one I had to sacrifice for for a couple other wins. Yeah, I'm in um, one league. How am I going to explain this properly? So it's one of many John Bosch's crazy leagues. Basically, it's called uh, the Empire League, and it consists of a redraft league, a uh, best ball, I believe, a redraft, a dynasty. There's a DFS component. we got to set a lineup on DraftKings every week. And th- I think there's more than five leagues. But where you finish in each of them, you get a point total, and that's who wins the whole thing. So even in these teams where I didn't make the playoffs where I'm like the eighth seed, I'm like competing, trying to finish, you know, seventh. Cause I get points towards the whole thing. And in that league, I won with uh, Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett is my starting quarterbacks. Cause I have <laughs> literally <laughs> nobody else, but I won because Kyron Williams, Godwin and Cooper cup scored, you know, yeah, almost that, 30 apiece. That'll do it. I was like, all right. But yeah, it, it, that league's fun because yeah, even though you may suck and you're out of it, you are jockeying for points, so you can't. You you got you're really competing to get tenth place. You're like fuck, I can't be twelve. I got to get up to ten. Wow, I like that. I mean, yeah, some of those Bosch leagues are maniacal, but oh, crazy. I'm in like yeah, I think I'm in. I maybe I may be in more Bosch leagues than any other league at this point. You would be. 
But you like that, like, you know. And speaking of, uh, we didn't talk about this recently. So in uh, the the Premier League, I actually fell out of the top three after that long explanation that you oh. gave me, um, and the guaranteed promotion. So then I have to, I guess, win my way in, um, and I. I didn't scroll through the entirety of however many teams are in now, but it looks like I posted a top six point total uh, for the week and destroyed my opponent, at least in week 15. So I guess the, boy. the dream is still alive. For promotion. Yeah, and, and I think I told you uh, during the week, I, I didn't, I didn't know Keenan Allen was hurt. I was super busy on Thursday. I usually have a lot of shit going on Thursdays and Wednesday had things to do. So I didn't know he was out until well into the game started. I was checking my box score at one of my kids events and I I started him in several leagues and I managed to pull out the win in both of them with Keenan Allen getting me that goose egg. So that is, that is impressive. Um, I think I the the one league, the Debbie cap league uh, that you dragged me into I beat uh I beat Swags nice. <laughs> one nineteen one nineteen to one ten with that Keenan Allen goose egg. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that that team has went south on me quick. Um it's a contract league, so it gets it gets a little a, a Devi contract. Yeah. Yes, right. Just Devi what you're contract. Um and then you also have to like bid on free agents and all, which is I don't like going on the site, so it's a pain in the ass to do it from the app. So I'm not as good about it as I probably should be. Um, with that league, I fought my way to a middling five and nine record. But good for you. Keep on keeping on in that league. Well, there's there's other names to be taken down. So I'm going to live vicariously through you. I got Madman this week, so we have something. No, I was hoping that. I was hoping that was who you're going to draw. So I saw he's a playoff team in that league. Well, listen, he drugged yeah. me into that league. If it makes you feel any better, so. So it's only right that yes, you we take, take him out. out. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, say, I think it's you know necessary. Um, speaking of Keenan Allen, I think I told you so. Like uh, two weeks ago like right, right before week 14. So like going into like the last week of the regular season in my home league, I traded away Keenan Allen to a contender for um, Amari Cooper and his first. I love it. And then he promptly lost in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, so it's going to be a mid first pick. I just set the clock, what, like three or four years and just what probably tiered down like one tier for a, veteran wide receiver to pick up a, a first round pick. So that was a, a huge, a huge, I, I hated getting rid of Keenan Allen. He's probably one of my favorite receivers, oddly enough. Yeah. I've had him, had him at least in so many places, but that was a, that was a no brainer move uh, for me. And then he goes ahead and doesn't play and be interested to see what they do with him for the rest of the season. Cause what are they really playing for at this point? Yeah, they have a new interim head coach. They have Easton Stick for the rest of the year. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Like Keenan Allen might not even be on a team next year, given his, you know, given their cap situation and the turnover that's going to occur. So is he hurrying back to catch hospital balls from Easton Stick in week 17? Hard to imagine a world. Yeah, I wouldn't. But, you know, he's also coming at the end of his career. He's 
you know, he's he's a guy that seems like he would want to play. The, oh, you know, yes, that guy wants to play. run the string, but hopefully he has some uh, people in his ear saying, "Listen, we get it, Keenan. Right, <laughs> you're a competitor. Right, find something else to compete in the next two weeks. We can't have you getting injured when you're potentially going to be a free agent looking for one last grant, your one last bite at the apple as like a 32 year old wide receiver." So. The fall of the Chargers, John. I mean, of the Chargers. The writing's been on the wall. It's, it's not they, like they've been it. falling since we've pretty much started doing this podcast. <laughs> they've been falling like, my whole life. Yeah. Year after hey, year. What, what did they get? What did they get destroyed in that Super Bowl? Like ninety four. Sounds about <laughs> that's, right. That's when the fall began. Yeah, they just kept sucking me back in. Right. Yeah, the Philip Rivers years, the Ladanian Tomlinson years, the Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson, like. They still had fantasy production, but yeah, as as someone actually like kind of liked the team for a while, yeah, they are an utter disappointment. Right? I mean, they can't even keep keep my attention away from these Eagles who are pissing me off. You know, and I'm like, hey, at least the Chargers are doing good. No, they're more disappointing. But all right, so off of that, on to this. Right, this is an important time of year, and what we're going to do here is. We don't need to go through every game. You know, we'll talk about some of the outcomes and the stats and all and stuff like that. But to John's point, there's a subset of people that care at this point, right? There's there's only at most four teams still alive in in your uh, your league at this you know in week 16. So 16 and 17 are what we're talking about here, and we're taking off for the Christmas holidays next week. So we're just going to bundle 16 and 17 up, give you kind of a fantasy football playoffs synopsis of key matchups and who's going to win people titles if they're in there and you know who to who to play in dfs and all all that fun shit john right so why don't we uh you got a ton of notes written down i'm relying specifically on something on the internet and uh we're gonna get through this right so how would you like to begin this process you have more written down you put more yeah so kind of i mean the the plan coming into is just looking at these two-week matchups i mean obviously i I wrote down a little bit guys that have kind of bad matchups but when you get to this point in the season and the buys are gone i mean even coming off a week like Bijan robinson and derrick henry i think combined for five less than six points total this week listen i can tell you because i have them two in one week so yeah (laughs) <laughs> if they I got pull that up real quick, if you need me to. <laughs> I believe it's like 5.7, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. yeah, what's the name? Derek Henry set a record for futility. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're getting to this point with those guys, <laughs> it's hard to bench them without really good options available to you. So I don't know um you know exactly where people would be leaning but you you are faced with those kind of questions this week but you're going to play your studs at this point in the fantasy playoffs so kind of looking at matchups and and dwelling a little more on the uh positives yeah the one interesting thing i noticed at least from just fantasy points allowed i i looked it up um no team no quarterback faces like two of the two most generous fantasy defenses no running back does, no wide receiver, no tight end does. So nobody has two plus plus matchups Ooh. in the next two weeks. Um, nobody really has super bad and super good, but 
Yeah, no one has a locked in, hey, you got two ideal matchups. There's some that are obviously one good one, one better one. But yeah, it was a little surprising that nobody in, in all four of the skill positions had two plus matchups. Hmm. That is interesting, John, because some of the things I looked at, you know, yeah, not, yeah, obviously not plus plus, but there are some <clears> guys <throat> that do have some pretty appealing matchups. Um, over the next two weeks, you know, just from an opponent, but not necessarily you're looking more at the generic, you know, at the points allowed um, yeah. aspect of things. So why don't we start and we'll, we'll just we'll walk through position to position, right? So we, let's start a quarterback, you know, the most important position in football. And let's talk about some guys that are going to win people championships. And then obviously, because this is a fantasy sport, conversely, we got to talk about some people that are going to cost people championships, right? Oh, boy, will they? <laughs> yes. Yes. So who who is your first? This guy's going to win you a championship. I, I mean, just kind of off. The, he has a good matchup in week. Uh, I'm going to keep getting these fucking. I'm going to write this down. 16, 17. I want to keep saying 15. Just say the next uh, two weeks. That's where you go. Yeah, I, I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's got a great matchup against uh, Championship Week. He's going up against the Commanders, and they have been the most generous offense, uh, defense to opposing quarterbacks. So just ha- knowing that Purdy's in your pocket for Championship Week seems like a fucking amazing matchup for him. Uh, it's crazy. Baker Mayfield's got a good matchup against Jacksonville. It's hard to plug him in, but I, I was setting lineups here while me and you were just chit-chatting, and I put Mayfield in this week over Russell Wilson. I, I like this match against Jacksonville. He's coming off, you know, statistically what they call a perfect game, so I like that for this week, at least to get you into the championships and then worry about your lineups then. Um, and, and, like, conversely, I just said Wilson, not a good matchup this week, but Next week in the championship round, mm. he gets the Chargers, who have been the, horrific. So the best I, now. <laughs> yeah. So you, you bench Russ this week and play him. Here's a question for you, because I will have this in my home league if I make it. Would you play Purdy, Russell Wilson, or Hertz? One QB league in championship week. Hertz is just Hertz. Russ gets the Chargers and Purdy gets Washington. I think I would go Purdy. <laughs> no, it's hard not to. Uh, Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Hertz has the Cardinals, which is a juicy matchup as well. And you'd get another week. You know, hopefully they do something against the Giants this week, but they do have a home and home the next two. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Purdy has been super consistent, right? I mean, it's, you know, and and then you're throwing in the dream matchup as well, you know, with the commanders. Uh, And and Hertz gets the the Cardinals. So Hertz, (laughs) Russ, and, uh, Purdy, all have great matchups, but I mean that that Washington matchup is so good. I did misspeak a little bit. Tommy DeVito or whoever is the Giants quarterback does have two plus matchups, uh, but I don't think you're confident plugging Tommy DeVito in when you're chasing a championship. No, no, nor should you be. Or when you're trying to book a uh, appearance at a local pizzeria. I mean, ne- at neither point should you I feel just, comfortable with Tommy that. DeVito, right? Um, it's his agent's fault. It is. He got greedy, right? Got greedy. Yeah, that's gonna just gonna bite you every time. Gonna strike while the iron's hot, though. I can't blame him either. He's never well, gonna listen, get a chance. You're right, but he just lost out on that, right? That's true. He, cost he, him ten grand. Ten grand. Now he's got to overcorrect, right? Yeah. So the next one, he has to make him an extra ten grand on the next one. 
just to just to break even, you know, and the opportunity. And that's you know, now that he's got this bad pub, you know, what other pizzeria is gonna ask Tommy DeVito to come sign on the grass? None. That's who. Huh? Consigliere pizza, you know, which seems pretty ominous to me. You know? <laughs> that's that's who you're you're trying to hold up is consigliere pizza. Yeah. Good luck. They, Good luck, they don't Tommy. sound like they take much shit. <laughs> no, no. It's like uh Best of luck, right? Uh, in the in the New York, New Jersey area. Um, yeah, not not riding Tommy DeVito in the fantasy playoffs, even super flex leagues, no matter what. Um, so for me, uh, and he just had a shit game. So it's you, you might not be in the playoffs because of this guy, but Dak Prescott <clears throat> just looked god awful at Buffalo. Um, but they get at Miami versus Detroit the next two weeks. I think they're both going to be high-scoring affairs um, where Dak's going to get back on track. So if you had to buy this past week and you're a Dak Prescott owner in fantasy, I, I do believe he will show up the next two weeks. And then Kyler Murray and Justin Fields, to me, both present as, as pretty good. So Justin Fields has versus Arizona versus Atlanta, so home and home. The next two weeks, uh, which I believe, given his running upside and you know these defenses, you know he presents a ton of upside. I'll be starting Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson this week in a league, and it's not even close. I'm, I'm not going to run out Lamar Jackson at San Fran, um, personally, uh, with a decision between those two. And then Kyler Murray has at Chicago, so conversely in the Justin Fields game, and then at Philadelphia to finish. And you were just talking about how. You know, uh, Brock Purdy has the dream matchup of all dream matchups. Well, you know, Philly's not far behind the commanders as far as exploitable pass defenses are concerned. We uh, we held Drew Lock in check for most of the game, but he did delete a 92-yard touchdown drive when it mattered most. And we've given up a ton of production to uh, quarterbacks over the last several weeks. So I would be targeting Philadelphia, and that's ironic. That's because that's part of that New, that New York Giants uh, appealing upside of Tommy DeVito because that's who we play this week. But, you know, those guys I think are ripe for, uh, for top five performances, you know, pretty much throughout the fantasy playoffs. I don't, they, there's not a bad matchup in my opinion for with either of those three players. So set in, forget it. Yeah. And then do you want to go to the bad ones <laughs> or go to running backs and stay positive and close on the bad? Oh no! Let's just let's play tennis. Let's go back and forth by position. I, I, I'm not, uh, let's keep keep getting back into the bed. Yeah, let's uh, just finish on it. We'll still finish on it, but yeah. So quarterback, uh, the one that comes out gl- glaringly bad, plus the question marks with even if he's going to continue to hold on to his job, is uh, he says Washington. What's his name? Howell. North Carolina. Jeez, Howell. Sam Howell. To- totally forgot his name. Yeah. Sam Howell. Yeah, he gets the Jets this week, and then the next week he gets the Niners in the championship round. No thank you. Howell's – you know, I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people do. He's been very decent for fantasy. He was a one of the main reasons one of my shit teams even stayed competitive after I lost Cousins and Anthony Richardson. So I, I, I've been a fan from a fantasy point of view. But, yeah, these are just horrific matchups going through the playoffs. I would definitely be pivoting. If I could, there's another couple guys that don't have the best matchups uh, week one against you, you. You mentioned Lamar. He's got the Niners. That's kind of iffy. Uh, 
and then and then conversely, uh, I don't know where was I? Oh, Denver. Russell Wilson gets New England. I mentioned him being a good matchup in Week 17, but Week 16, New England as shitty as they've been. Their def- it hasn't been the defense's fault. So not great this week for a guy who you would probably like to play a week from now, but it, it's very iffy. There's a few guys like that where one good, one bad, and it's like, oh, do, do I want to play? Ping pong here and matchup base week to week. And then in the championship round, Tua gets Baltimore. I don't love that. And Josh Allen gets New England to close out the year for fantasy. Not not a big fan of that, especially after this fucking stinker Buffalo just put up this week. So it would be really – it'd be a bad playoff run if you have Josh Allen and he does what he does last week in week 15 and you advance – despite him only to end up having another dog shit game in week 17. So it, Allen's the big one. And then the big name one. And then Howell is just, I, I don't see how you can confidently play him at all. Yeah. The Sam Howell, you know, who got benched this last week and then Jacoby Brissett proceeded to come in and just like light it up with Terry McLaurin in mop up duty, but they did. I don't think they named Howell Sarver, but I think there's all indications are that Howell. I think they did. I think he already, I think officially, yeah. Yeah, but to your point, couldn't be worse matchups, you know, for for, for a passer. I mean, so yeah, you're nothing good's going to come of this over the next few weeks for me. And this is, you know, personal ownership is almost as an at an all time high with this player, and it's Tuatunga Vailoa has, and he he played well against the Jets without Tyree Kill, so. Maybe they're matchup proof, but versus Dallas, who is going to be pissed off this week, which I think could be a high scoring game, but they're they're not a good matchup for quarterbacks. Then at Baltimore, like you said, to finish, that's not ideal, you know, right? At least they're home versus Dallas this week, but that all, at Baltimore could be weather conditions as well um, in the area. I'm not too optimistic about Tua returning QB one value, and then the other one is Jordan Love who has been a mixed bag this year. Good games, bad games. Like He is the guy. He's definitely not the guy. Like, But his finish at Carolina, at Minnesota. So two road games and both defenses that are, you know, better against the pass. Um, you know, Minnesota blitz heavy defense division game as well. Um, I'd be concerned about uh, Mr. Jordan Love and his fantasy finish because there's got to be some teams that have been starting this kid. This year, we were talking about him what a week ago about how he's been better him, than him and Patrick Mahomes. Imagine having him and Howell <laughs> and getting to yeah. the playoffs and feeling good about it. And now you're like, I, I don't see a path to victory here. Yeah, now you're like, which one of these guys is going to score 13 points? Can they can they get me 10? Can yeah, they get the right? double digits? Yeah, which one of this? Which one of these two is guaranteed to finish the game? I think that answers, I think that answer is Jordan Love, right? Yes. Not gonna yank him. Sam Howell's at risk. Right, if he shouldn't have bet again against the Jets, they will bring in Jacoby Brissett. So that would make my decision for me, <laughs> job security over anything else. But yeah, I'm concerned about both of those. Um, I don't have an option to sit two in one league, but I'm tempering expectations uh, about what I can get from them. The beauty about it in in that one of those flea flicker leagues where I'm going to have two and uh, super flexes, the team I'm playing against has Tyree Kill. Right, so I'm like, well, good. At least I get that. You're going to start him if he plays, and if he has a big game, it's because Tua had a good enough game. So it should at least help offset one of the premier players in fantasy. It right, keeps now. you so, from taking an epic beating. Exactly, it offsets. You can still enough. take the beating, oh, yeah. but it's you're a little safe. 
Insulated. Yeah, Tyreek Tyreek isn't getting there unless you know Tua is responsible for those yards and touchdowns, right? Or at least benefits indirectly from them. So we got that going for me. But all right, those are the quarterbacks. Now on to R- the real quick, I had a, I had a trend yeah, thing. Yeah. I'll give you the. I, I did this for every position. So the last month, these are your QB ones. You ready? Hertz Stafford number two QB two over the last month. Purdy, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, Jake Browning QB six. Uh, Josh Allen, Jordan Love, Mayfield, Goff, Minshew, and Russell Wilson. Yep, just kind like of we, interesting. Just like we knew all along, John. <laughs> right? It's a hell of a top twelve, I thought. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to to see if Browning can can keep keep it up with no uh, likely no Jamar Chase for the the next several weeks but here's here's another good one for you if i if i did it by point per game you know who squeezes into that qb1 range uh someone who hasn't played as many games um nick mullins joe flacco now dude elite joe flacco (laughs) what is going on there my man is turning back the clock like they're unleashing him like 40 plus passes a game Downfield, kind of isn't it? Do you I like it? it? I like it. I fucking really do. I mean, David and Joku is back from the dead with Flacco. He he was irrelevant with Watson and the Dorian Thompson and stupid PJ Walker. Is he going to play himself into a fucking decent job next year? I mean, he should have been a backup. These teams need to realize, like, you can't fuck around. Like, you can't just be super cheap with your backup. In the NFL, you can't do it. You can't. It can't just be a guy. You're like, well, you're never playing, right? You're the backup, and we can't win with you. So we're just going to give you the minimum amount of money and, and hope for the best. No, is this year if nothing else is proven? Like, get a have a veteran in there. It probably it helps the starter, right? And then you have this at least level of continuity if you need to keep things going. And Flacco has proved he is not, in fact, dead. Teams are going to have to tie up $60 million at quarterback from now on. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, listen, I think Flacco, it, he, he signed something for the rest of the year, but these are all like, it's like his contract's like incentive laden, like based upon like wins, like how far they get. And I think it maxes out at like $5 million. So you could probably get away with a Flacco. And then, granted, this is like a half-season contract, but you could probably give him $5 million guaranteed next year and he would come hold a clipboard for... 31 other teams. Good for him. All right. Yeah. Running backs. Yeah, so, I almost started right receiver. All right. So, uh, again, nobody, nobody has two plus matchups. Uh, you've got the Bears in week one. Uh, they get week 16, let's say. They're getting Arizona, who's been terrible against opposing running backs. But the problem with the Bears is, do you know which one you're going to use? To me, nope. That's the worst good situation <laughs> in football. You can't trust any of them. Uh, Denver, again, and the Denver thing is largely based on them just getting trounced early in the year, especially on the ground. I don't know. I haven't looked to see how sticky that is the, the last several weeks, but New England does get to play Denver in that first week. Uh, Ramondre, I think, is down to questionable now. There is an outside chance he plays, but otherwise – I, I do like Zeke this first week. Again, just a, a fantasy 40 thing here. Stupid A.J. Dillon has got a broken thumb. He didn't play this week. I bet he's out another week. Carolina's been a great defense to go against. 
is Aaron Jones going to give us a little pop here to, to a little too little too late did nothing to get you in the playoffs but he's been sitting on your roster love him this week and I love him next week I don't even he's not in the top matchup next week but just the way that they uh, operate he's a shitty matchup next week in Minnesota actually but they have to use him, and when they use him, the guy puts up points. It's always great. Atlanta, going back to the well here, we talked about Bijan and how you can't bench him while he gets <clears throat> Indy, who's been terrible against opposing running backs. Pretty good matchup. Seattle's been bad. Actually, so we, we talked about Derrick Henry and, and doing nothing. Tennessee has a good matchup against Seattle, but Seattle's particularly prone against pass-catching backs. I think Tajay Spears is a must-start this week, and you're going to play Derrick Henry because he is Derrick Henry and he has the potential to pop at any given week. And then other than that, no one jumps off the page to me. I'd, I'd kind of be interested in the Washington running backs this week against the Giants, but I need a little more clarity on who's getting in there. Gibson didn't do much with his what we thought would be an increased role but wasn't. And then uh, on the flip side for the Week 17 championship week, kind of names you already know. Josh Jacobs you're going to play. If you get there, you're not not playing Eckler. ATN, uh, Denver again, Javante Williams, they get the Chargers in Week 17. The Niners, you're obviously playing McCaffrey. So in Week 17, the championship rounds, the good, the good, good, a lot of the good running backs have plus matchups. So you're going to play the chalk in Week 17, and you should because a lot of them have really good matchups. Yeah, I agree. And Caveat, if you somehow had to buy or advance with what Derrick Henry did, then yes, you would still be starting him again this week. But I agree with you. I like uh, I like Tajay Spears. It would have to be in like a deep league with flexes, but I, I do think there's some some value there. Of course, my Eagles didn't exploit that because we don't throw it to the running back. But um, teams that do can take advantage of the Seattle Seahawks. So my look was you know, staying in the team that just played against Seattle. If they continue to get them work, DeAndre Swift has versus Giants versus Arizona, uh, a home and home, where mm-hmm. if they don't just establish the shit out of it the next two weeks, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, they did give carries. I forget what the total was for Swift last night. I knew he had the work. He had 18 carries for 74 yards. Um, it's all three How many times did Gainwell touch the ball? I was in and out, not paying attention, but it looked like he got the ball every time I walked past the TV. He got like a series early on, so he really didn't do much. He had six carries for 21 yards, and he only had one target. So he only had a third of the volume that Swift did, and Swift was more productive with it. So I'm going to assume 20-touch upside for Swift the next two weeks, and I, I think that that should and will be a focus. <laughs> Of the Eagles as, as they try and get shit right here. So I, I think Swift's a guy that you can go with. I, I would say Austin Eckler, but I'm not going to say Austin Eckler um, because I know too well. But this verse Buffalo at Denver is actually good matchups for the running back position. But I'm sitting Austin. You mentioned Aaron Jones. I'm sitting Austin Eckler for Aaron Jones this week in a league that I'm in. And there's no hesitation. I yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it again with Eckler. And with the stick and the fact that he looks like he doesn't give a shit anymore and he's old. <laughs> I, I just don't even know what's going on with him. I mean, this dude's so, you know, signaling big first downs, like in a 50 point blowout against the Raiders. I'm very confused by Austin Eckler right now, but he does have the matchups 
Um, Tony Pollard, I'm staying on this. I, I just believe Dallas is going to be in shootouts next two weeks. It's at Miami versus Detroit. I just think both those games have the opportunity to shoot out. And Pollard has been playing a lot better lately. Getting a lot of Rico Dallas, but I like Pollard. And then I it would be Isaiah Pacheco, right? But he's just had surgery, so he won't be back soon. But the Chiefs. Oh, I thought I read he was coming back. Did I get my names mixed up? I mean, he had shoulder surgery. I don't believe. Tell me. I'm, <laughs> no, that's a bad scoop, one. Scoop me on this. Um, no, good. Isaiah Pacheco, good to go this week, 22 hours ago. Five hours ago, Andy Reid expects Pacheco to play in week 16. Yeah, okay. All right, well, then then fire up Pacheco. I was actually going with <laughs> I was. That dude saw 17 touches against the Chiefs. Wasn't good on the ground, but was great in the air and had a, a touchdown reception, four for six, four and a touchdown receiving. He was easily the lead back. They have great matchups. The next few weeks with, with Vegas, Cincinnati, home and home to finish. That's a great finish. If Pacheco's all systems go, then awesome. I was about to say CEH. So thanks for uh, keeping me honest. I must have missed if you referenced that earlier. I was, I was doing a little fact checking on my part. No, um, but like the <clears throat> like the team running back matchups. Now, let's go on to the guys that are going to lose people championships. Yeah, so my first one right off the bat, the only guy with two dog shit matchups is old Saquon Barkley. Damn. Giants get uh, <laughs> Giants get Philly uh, week sixteen, and then they get the Rams in week seventeen. So two of the four worst fantasy matchups for opposing running backs. So yeah, I mean, he's another guy though. It's going to be hard to sit him, but it, yeah, if you have a lot of these other guys we were just talking about. With the plus matchups, it, it, you may have to. I just don't see, you know, DeVito isn't striking fear into opposing <laughs> defenses. They're going to have to lean on Barkley. Teams know that, and these are teams that are good at stopping the run. So I don't love that. Jonathan Taylor should be back shortly. He missed three weeks. They were expecting me to be back this week. But he gets Atlanta, who, despite all of their shortcomings, has been good against fantasy running backs. Uh, and coming back from the injury, I don't I don't necessarily like plugging anybody in that first week back. So definitely not playing Jonathan Taylor in week 16, despite him being who he is. Uh, Detroit this week gets Minnesota. I mean, you don't it's a, Minnesota. It's, but yeah, Detroit it's not a good matchup. Yeah, and Detroit doesn't care, right? So they <laughs> they'll just keep running into the fucking brick wall time and time again. And you know, Gibbs especially gets a little more work in the passing game, so he should be viable in PPR. But him or Montgomery, you're plugging him in this week. Be prepared for a letdown. So make sure you've got other guys with high upside in your lineup that you have to kind of offset that in case they do end up sucking. Um, then the following week. Um, Dallas, you know, you mentioned the shootout, but Detroit it has been good against the run, so I take Pollard with a grain of salt there. Um, and then scrolling down a little bit, Miami gets Baltimore in Week 17, and wouldn't it just be fitting that Mostert scores fucking 22 touchdowns, and then Week 17 when you need him the most, he you know goes 12 for 15 and no catches and you get 1.5. So he scares the shit out of me, even though it would be hard to bench him. I think I might be benching him there. Yeah. I mean, that would be the Devon A chain game, right? 
or he just he yeah exactly two long touchdowns. So <clears throat> I was with you on Barkley. That's uh, no bueno at Philly versus Rams next two weeks. Um, he didn't do shit against the Saints when they got spanked in the first round of the playoffs, and he didn't do anything on the ground against the Saints. And so you would assume pass game production. Well, no, uh, he didn't really do much of that either. So the last two weeks. So in a big win against Green Bay and a big loss against the Saints. So in two different game environments, he's had, he had three receptions for 15 yards against Green Bay and two receptions for 23 yards against the Saints. So he's not even highly involved in the pass game. He is a running downs back by and large. His touches this year are largely coming on the ground, and the Eagles aren't going to let that happen because we don't have to worry about these Giants pass catchers as much as we do some of these other teams that have exploited us recently. So – they're going to key on taking Saquon out of this game. And you know, I unfortunately think he is going to leave many a fantasy owner, including myself, disappointed um, this week. The other, <clears throat> James Conner, is one where he's come back and he's been kind of viable um, the, the last several weeks. But he has at Chicago, at Philly. That They are two of the worst matchups possible for running backs. And Conner is not at all involved in the passing game, like nothing. I don't even think he has 10 receptions on the year, uh, if, if memory serves. So he ain't getting there running, and they don't throw it to him. So he is he is totally useless um, at this point in time for, for fantasy owners. So two veteran bell cowish backs that aren't going to do anything to help teams actually hoist a fantasy championship this year. Yeah, so quick going back to the uh, good, I'll give you this this – Last month, kind of a trend, top 12 running backs. Uh, McCaffrey, Shocker, Kyron Williams, James Cook, Rashad White, who I knew was on a good run, but I did not know he was RB4. Uh, Mostert, Kamara is number six. Talk about a guy who just, you, I haven't even heard his name. Like, mm. crazy that he's six. I have not seen a highlight. I haven't even <laughs> heard his name. It's like, holy shit, he's six. Then Mixon, Derrick Henry, Chuba Hubbard, who's, been pretty good this year. Uh, Pollard, Gibbs, and Bijan to close out the top 12. So pretty not, not as uh, crazy as quarterback, but a few little surprises in there, maybe as high as they are. And like I said, I, I don't – the Kamara thing, I'm, I just shake my head. It's just crazy. Because, yeah, you, you, he, you know, just He's got a ton invisible. of usage. But, yeah, he, like, he kind of came off of that suspension, like, on fire, like, in receptions. And that's kind of, like, waned – yeah, well, this the, is the last. This is just the last four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you watch like red zone. You're like him. What, okay. what, he did what now? Yeah. I mean, we're in a PPR world, right? So he had 110 all-purpose yards and five receptions, right? So that's 16 points. Didn't score, but you'll you'll take the 16 points from him against the Giants, you know, to to start the fantasy playoffs. But yeah, he is he has seeded a lot of touchdown production to to Taysom Hill. Um, this year, which is, yeah, he could his upside could be even greater, you know, than than it has been, and he's been an RB one, but I think that speaks more to the position than it does <laughs> really the player at this point in time. There's so many injuries, so many ineffective offenses that just a guy who's going to get the work is going to be likely an RB one. All right, so who do you got a wide receiver? So wide receiver again. Nobody doubling up, making me sad here. But uh, 
the Philly defense has been bad for fantasy against wide receivers. <laughs> the, the Giants get him in this first week, but I mean, there's no one trustable there. The Jets have a good matchup against Washington this first week. Trevor Simeon is in line to start if Wilson can't get healthy. They're crossing their fingers he could get back out there. I love Garrett Wilson. I love the matchup. I don't know if I could trust him this week, but I mean, if you had to put him out there, at least you know he's in a great matchup. Buffalo, uh, after what they did last week, I mean, they've got a good matchup against the Chargers. You would assume that this would be a good spot for Diggs, and obviously you're playing him, but kind of like I said with the running back, even in a good spot, there's enough reason here to be like, Oof. you can't bench Stefan Diggs this week, but even with that plus matchup, he scares the shit out of me. If you want to go a little sleepery, Tampa's been horrific against wide receivers. Uh, Zay Jones got hurt again. Could be Parker Washington starting opposite Ridley. So I kind of like Washington as a deeper thing. If you have to, I, I was, like I said, I was doing lineups when we were starting here. I put Parker Washington in my most important home league. And I'm like, well, got no, got no other choice. Going to put him in there. But uh, as far as other teams, I mean, Philly, you're obviously playing the Slim Reaper and A.J. Brown against the Giants. Tennessee, I, you know, with, with the injury to Levis, I don't think you can trust them against Seattle. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, Tennessee's just such a – you kind of look at it and huff and puff and look at it like I just did here. I It's hard to know what they're going to look like at any given week, but they do have a good matchup against Seattle. And then other than that, yeah, not not a lot jumps off the page here in week 16. In the championship rounds, again, Arizona gets to play Philly. Philly's been the most generous to wide receivers. <clears throat> Looks like Marquise Brown is banged up, going to be missing time. So wouldn't it be the craziest thing ever if Michael Wilson had a nice game <laughs> in the final round of the playoffs here? Niners have a great matchup against Washington. I mentioned Purdy. I think a lot of championship teams are going to be heavy 49ers because – They've done enough to get you here. Week 16 isn't the greatest matchup, but the Niners do enough to get you through. And then week 17, I mean, they should fucking light up the commanders. So and I think that applies to receivers. Ayuk, Debo should both explode. Denver's got a good matchup. Sutton should have another big game against the Chargers to close out the year. Um, Tampa's been terrible. I mentioned them. Olave gets them in championship rounds. So I think week seven, I think we're going to see a depressing scoring in all leagues this week, but I think we're championships are going to be big, big time, lots of points, lots of shootout. Uh, Pittsburgh gets Seattle in the championship. I don't know who's going to be quarterback, I and mean, I don't think it matters. I, I just like the target volume Deontay Johnson gets. I think he's startable. Houston gets Tennessee in the championship round. If CJ Stroud is back and, and, and Collins should be back healthy, I love Collins that week. Dallas gets Detroit, so CD Lamb should explode. And then the only shitty one is Carolina gets Jacksonville. It'll be a nice fitting end for Thielen to pop when he's uh, let your teams down up till now. But kind of a mixed <laughs> bag here. But, yeah, that, that that week 17, there's a lot of good players with good matchups, again, similar to running back. You just had to throw Adam Thielen there, didn't you? I, I, well, who else am I going to say in Carolina? Mingo's done fucking nothing. Yeah. Well, Thielen hasn't done shit either since I traded for him. So that's a feather in your cap, sir. Yeah. Wasn't open on that, purpose. Open that in the tailpipe, Adam Thielen. I know it. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. I'm so done with him. All right. I'm sniff my lineup you know, for the rest of the season. <laughs> but um, for my guys, it's, you know, 
again, just staying in the, the Dallas Flames. I mean, C, CD is CD, but Brandon Cooks has great matchups too. I mean, this is at Miami, so he's not, and probably, well, maybe he will see Jalen Ramsey because I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to slot follow CD. So he actually might get eliminated in this game. But if they focus on CD, Brandon Cooks could have himself a day at Miami and versus Detroit. So, you know, did you see start. the one he missed early in this it, game? I did. I oh. Did. Yeah. It was a 10 point would have been a 10 pointer. <laughs> yeah. So close. So close, you know, to, to explode. And, and he has kind of come around this offense. Um, for me, another one is uh, Calvin Ridley, who has been a very much mixed bag. That was a touchdown, by the way. Uh, I think all of Twitter confirmed it with his double catch um, you know, uh, against Baltimore. But He's getting the targets. You mentioned Zay Jones is out. We already lost Christian Kirk. So, you know, at Tampa Bay versus Carolina the next two weeks um, uh, for a Jacksonville team that needs to start stacking some wins. I real high on Calvin Ridley. Over the next two weeks, uh, a name I didn't think I was going to say, and it's really only because, you know, things have changed for this particular player. And it's um, Drake London, who now has Taylor Heineken throwing footballs to him again. If you are in the playoffs and have Drake London, you know, a verse Indy at Chicago finish is, is somewhat appealing for me. Um, and then Seattle wide receivers. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, <laughs> That's Jack Smith and Jigba more involved now, but DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN have at Tennessee versus Pittsburgh the, the next two weeks. They're running a little bit of a high right now. With Drew Locke, um, you know, and they're you know still in the fantasy, you know, still in the postseason playoff chase um, in, in Seattle. So I think those players, obviously, I'd prioritize DK. Um, he's the target leader. It looks like Lockett's kind of falling behind JSN a little bit, in my opinion. So if I had to rank rank the three, it'd be Metcalf, JSN, uh, Lockett. But I do love the matchups for uh, Seattle wide receivers in the, the next two weeks. So on to the bad. Uh, again, I keep going. It seems like Washington's involved on both ends of this, but they get the Jets this week. Mystery at quarterback, their little ongoing thing there. Jets have been great, especially against number ones with Sauce, probably shutting down McLaurin this week. I know Curtis Samuel had a huge game. So there is a world. That's the weird thing with that matchup every week when you look at it. So you fade the top guy, but other guys can succeed there. But definitely not interested in McLaurin week one. Uh, Cleveland, it's a tough matchup. Houston gets them uh, in week 16 here. Nico Collins, questionable. I, I, I didn't read anything that said he's leaning one way or the other at this point. The other guys haven't really emerged like you wanted to see him at the, in, in the couple games without Dallin Collins. So staying away from Houston at this point. Green Bay doesn't have a good matchup against Carolina. We talk about this all the time. We just think that's because Carolina stinks <laughs> and teams have a, a lead early. So, I mean, there's an opportunity for the Green Bay guys. And if you've got you know, Reed, you're not not playing him this week. Dubs has huge touchdown upside in your flex spot. So I don't see how you could get away from him, even with a shitty matchup. Similar with the Rams. Rams have a bad matchup week 16 against New Orleans. But you're, you're, you're uh, going to hinge your championship game berth on not playing Puka or Cooper Cup. Get out of here. So I think mm -hmm. you just, you know, like I said, with some of these other positions, 
you just kind of pinch your nose and hope they get enough points just to let you survive. The good thing is, in a, you mentioned it, living in a PPR world, both of those guys should get enough looks and enough catches to at least give you a salvageable 10-point or even 5 for 50. You ain't a killer, although it's not what you're really hoping for with either one of them. Miami against Dallas. You mentioned the shootout. Dallas has got a pretty good fantasy secondary. However, yeah, what you, you're not going to play – Waddle or, or Hill get out of here. So the matchups, they don't, some of these good guys don't have great matchups, but fortunately or unfortunately, it won't matter for you. Then moving on to the championship round, uh, Cleveland gets the Jets again. So maybe, maybe Amari Cooper gets shut down and, you know, the, the ball goes to some of the other wide receivers there. Could be big Cedric Tillman championship week, but <laughs> good, good luck with that. Jets uh, get Cleveland. I, I mentioned that earlier with, uh, I think at quarterback, you're not you're not gonna. If you're there with Garrett Wilson, I'm assuming Garrett Wilson's getting your lineup. You're not gonna care. Jacksonville has a bad match against Carolina again. I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Carolina, we we think that that stat is is a little skewed because of how terrible Carolina is. Tampa against New Orleans, except get to watch Mike Evans fight Lattimore all game, so that's at least gonna be worth watching. But yeah, a lot of them here just not great. I don't like DJ Moore in the championship round. It's going to be hard to bench him, but he gets that Atlanta corner whose name I forget every week. AJ Terrell. There you go. Finally, all right. Yeah. And and I mean he's going to be the focal point of that Bears offense in the passing game. And if Atlanta can pull their head out of their ass, I mean he's who you need to shut down because uh, you're not worried about Darnell Mooney letting balls fall into his hands and he kicks them away carelessly like an <laughs> asshole. So. Not a ton of big names here with bad matchups. You're going to play the chalk at wide receiver. Like I said, the Rams guys have a bad matchup in week 16, but there's no way you bench them. And that's about it. I mean, same thing with Reed in in, in week 16, but kind of, uh, kind of looks like we're going to be stud heavy in in both of these rounds, at least at wide receiver. Yeah, I don't disagree. So I'm not going to speak to matchups. I'm just going to speak to feels. Right, this, these, this is how this is how I feels yeah, at this point in time, and who is going to lose people? Fancy championships. Stefan Diggs, you you already referenced them. They're at Los Angeles. They're going to rout them, and then they're versus New England. And if we know anything about New England, they take away the best player. I don't know that if that's even Stefan Diggs anymore. Yeah. Um, like James Cook in two weeks, but I assume they will double Stefan Diggs and then try to focus on the run game and make Josh Allen earn it at the end. So I've just been very disappointed with Stefan Diggs utilization the last several weeks. And I think it'll persist. And another one is uh, close to my heart is Devonta Smith. You know, while I think that I like the matchups actually versus giants versus Arizona, but Jalen Hurts has thrown the ball 58 times total the last two weeks. I think they're going to focus on the run um, in these games, which is going to limit opportunities. He's not the alpha. That's clearly A.J. Brown in this offense. Like He has seen 15 targets of those 58, which is decent enough because it's so consolidated. I just have concerns um, about upside with Devonta Smith, who's currently carrying an ECR 16, so a high-end wide receiver too. Um, these next two weeks, I would be tempering expectations. Um for Devonta Smith, but yeah, I mean, in, in this new age NFL, which is pass heavy, it's really hard to, you know, consider anything a bad matchup anymore. 
Uh, I mean, there's just because there's going to be enough opportunity out there. But I just think those two guys are going to disappoint um, given the expectations. Yeah. So breaking down the last month of QB ones, got Debo number one, CD Lamb two. Who you know who three is? Uh, it is Rasheed Rice. Oh, and a boy, yes, sir. Pittman surprisingly at four, Waddle at five, uh, Evans six, Cup seven, uh, Tyreek Hill even missing the game at eight, Amonra nine, Jamar Chase who doesn't matter anymore, Nico Collins at eleven, and Slim Reaper at twelve. So. Kind of like I said, with with guys you'd be fading at this point, it's all chalk, and it's been chalk to close out the year, except Rasheed Rice. But if you've been savvy enough to listen to us for a while, we've been telling you it's coming. We just kind of watch what they've been doing with that offense. So uh, that's the only surprise, but probably not a surprise to you and I. Yeah, I mean he's he's his utilization's been increasing. It's kind of like that second half rookie season scenario for Rasheed Rice, which we've seen. Time and time again, as these guys get acclimated, they finally went and IR Sky Moore, so we don't have to worry about that anymore, uh, which was which is nice. And Kadarius Tony just shouldn't even be active at this point, so it's going to be Kelsey and and uh, Rishi Rice soaking up all the targets for the remainder of this fantasy season. What do you got at tight end, Johnny? All right, tight ends. Looking at plus matchups. You mentioned uh, I don't know if it was when we were talking before or on air. But right out of the gates, week 16, Hunter Henry's been on a pretty solid tear. Um, but he is facing Denver, who has been the worst against tight ends for fantasy. Love Hunter Henry week 16. I, I don't know what other depth you got on your leagues, but if you have him, I think you must. He's a absolute must play this week. And I think he carries you into the championship game. And then you could worry about it after that because you're probably guaranteed money for the number two spot. So, the, the, the point here is just get to next week for everybody. Uh, Pittsburgh gets Cincinnati. I, I wish it wasn't Mason Rudolph. We haven't seen him play for so long. I don't know. I don't even remember <laughs> what he likes to do, you know. So if, if, if you go back on your own and look it up, and he's been uh, pretty freer move heavy, I would play him pretty confidently this week. But I don't know. Again, I'm not going back through fucking – eight years of history <laughs> this morning for one matchup. I don't own Fairmouth anywhere, unfortunately. I know you got a ton of them walk, so you may have a little homework to do before you set your lineups. All year, I feel like I've said K-Dot and K-Dot and K-Dot. And, and again, he's just got another great matchup. The unfortunate thing is, looking back on this year, he really didn't do much. He's tight and 16 from what I'm looking at. And it seems like he's had a plus matchup. At least half the weeks of the year. So it's pretty nuts that he isn't uh, hasn't done better, but is what it is. Again, Arizona gets the Bears. Bears have not been great against tight ends, but the Bears also, you know, how, how skewed is that data when they had to play Laporta twice and Hawkinson twice? They, they <laughs> and, and Mus, Musgrave <laughs> and Kraft. I mean, so they've had six games against <laughs> Three of the, of the best, best. young yeah. tight ends in football. Yeah. Hawkinson's uh, tight end two. Laporte is three. I don't know what the Musgrave-Craft combo would be. But but either way, they've gotten eaten up by good tight ends. And this week, they get Arizona. So going into week 16, you get to watch Trey McBride smash your team. And woo-hoo, did you see who scored this week? Who scored? Is it Elijah Higgins? Elijah Higgins got the end zone. Oh, I think he's going to be a thing. I'm glad I kept him. Yeah. yeah. Especially I mean, I mean, there I mean, where I mean, they've used two guys. 
Exactly. He didn't work out in Miami, which I didn't like that landing spot because they don't use tight end in that offense. So yeah, a good move was good for him. Yeah. So uh, moving down the list here, Cleveland's got a great match against Houston. So Njoku, hot streak continues. Evan Ingram against Tampa, another good matchup. He's on a pretty good tear. And then Minnesota gets Detroit, and, and Hawkinson is obviously a must-play no matter what. So, again, at least week, week 16, it's pretty chalky again. Moving on to week 17 for the championship games. Uh, Everett has a pretty good matchup against Denver. I can't imagine you don't have a better option, though, uh, when it gets to that point, especially with all the other shit going on with the Chargers. Kelsey, uh, not the best year the last couple weeks, kind of a bit of a, a letdown looking at the what do we got? 15, 12, 14, 7 this week. So not the giant Kelsey numbers you're expecting, but I think he redeems himself in this uh, championship round against Cincy. Uh, Carolina can't trust any of those guys. Atlanta, good luck uh, against the Bears in championship round, whether it's Pitts or Jonu Smith. Uh, I don't want to be in that position. So, yeah, kind of top-heavy, but after that, you know, Chig has a good matchup if you trust him, whether it's Waller against the Rams in Week 17, if you trust him, whatever is going on in New Orleans. Oh, I did. I missed that one. New Orleans has two-plus matchups. Unfortunately, they have no tight ends. Watch Jimmy Graham get two fucking worthless touchdowns that no one has uh, in their lineups. So, and the last one you you've mentioned Dallas quite a bit. Jake Ferguson gets Detroit in the championship round. If you think that's a shootout, there's a pretty good chance Ferguson gets one of the touchdowns. So, he could be the skeleton key in the championship games at the tight end position. Yeah, uh, like everyone that you said, and yeah, I'm I'm riding Fryermuth pretty heavy versus Cincy at Seattle. Um, you know, regardless of the quarterback, I think he'll be a focal point, you know, then I, I, I assume for Rudolph. Um, and then who knows when Kenny Pickett is coming back. I don't even know what, who the starter will be week 17, but you know, we ride or die with, with Friar Moose uh, on this <laughs> podcast. Right. But Sam Laporte has already cemented himself as tight end one, right. In the playoffs, like he's got a three touchdown bank in week 15 and then he gets at Minnesota at Dallas um that dude's just gonna run away with you know the top spot you know and and in one period yes that's what I'm saying and win people championships Trey McBride's another one I was high on Trey McBride and then he kind of had to work his way into the opportunity well he gets at Chicago at Philadelphia um both pass heavy matchups and he's the alpha in this Arizona offense so uh like in Trey McBride's schedule running out um, and then lastly, you mentioned Darren Waller. I think you mentioned Darren Waller. I heard Waller. Um, so his finish is at Philadelphia versus Rams. Um, he played last week and he was immediately targeted by Tommy, the aforementioned Tommy DeVito. I think he's the guy that if somehow, you know, through it all, you, you were in the playoffs and you have a Darren Waller on your roster. Um, I'd be hard pressed not to put him in, um, my starting lineup at this point in time. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I just don't know. It depends what you have. All right, I mean, we say it with everything. It would just be. Could you imagine putting Waller in your starting lineup and being like, okay, good luck. Yeah, I mean, ooh, there's some people that said he was going to be tight end one this year in fantasy football. You know, in New York, and granted, he did get injured, but he wasn't there even before he was injured, but. Saw six targets in the game, got four of them for 40 yards. Like, uh, I, I liked seeing that 
you know, and given the matchups that he's going to experience the next two weeks, it's it's tight end twenty three. Yeah, yeah, he's been an epic disappointment. Right, so there there is that. Um, all right, those are the stars. Speaking Ooh. of epic disappointments, let's look at the guys who are going to let you down. So I talked about how there weren't a lot of double good matchups. There were a couple guys that had double bad tight ends. Actually, quite a few named tight ends have shit matchups 16 and 17. And we've said all year, said it for a couple of years here. These tight end fantasy matchups are pretty sticky. So if you have any other options, I wouldn't be playing some of these guys. Dalton Schultz, Cleveland in week one, Tennessee in week two. That is the second and first best defense against opposing tight ends. So that is a horrific matchup for Schultz. It's even worse if Stroud isn't in there. So I I would definitely play someone else if I can avoid Schultz. Uh, Just to throw it out there, Miami has a terrible matchup, but they don't have anyone who is a tight end who is fantasy viable, so it does not matter. And then your Philadelphia Eagles gets the Giants in 16, get uh, Arizona in 17. Uh, Goddard coming back from that uh, forearm fracture. Not a good matchup for him. If you could go somewhere else, I, I would definitely try to pivot. Um, other names to kind of maybe fade. Week 16, I don't like Komet against Arizona. I don't like Kittle against Baltimore. And then going into week 17, uh, Buffalo, whether it's Kincaid or Knox, whoever you're thinking of playing, they get New England. And I think that game is going to suck for fantasy. You, mes- you mentioned um, – Diggs being a giant disappointment in the playoffs, but I, I think that game as a whole is going to be dog shit garbage. Laporta has a bad matchup against Dallas, but there's no way you're benching that guy in the fantasy championship. And going all the way down to the Rams, they get the Giants. If, if you've got Higby and he got you there and you have no option, you're going to have to play him. But yeah, I would be playing lots of other guys over Higby uh, come championship game time. Yeah. Um, with you on that, and I will raise you an unfortunate David and Joko um, at Houston versus Jets uh, the next week. So he's been super spicy, um, but I would be tempering expectations on him. And then, not that he's been bad, but George Kittle has kind of been getting away with it this year. Yeah. And first Baltimore, even at Washington, I, I get it. It's super appealing game. I just don't think they'll have to like throw it 30 times against Washington. And there's so many other options. I mean, he hasn't seen more than six targets in the last, in any game in the last month. And he's well, had- and, they, and they have like what you're saying too, like they have, be- why would you throw to Kittle when your wide receivers have such good matchups? Like even if Kittle, yeah could have a good game. You wouldn't even game plan him into it because you go, the secondary's dog shit against receivers. We're going to get Luke open, manufacture touches for. Yeah, so it's not even him doing anything wrong. Their matchups are just so good for everyone else. There's no reason to shoehorn him into your game plan. They've got great running back matchup. they got great receiver matchups. Quarterback, obviously, tied to the tight end, but just he's unfortunately the odd man out for the next two weeks. Just looking at what opposing teams can't do. Exactly. His last blow up spot was back on November 19th when he had eight for 89 and a touchdown against Tampa Bay. I mean, since then he's maxed out at 76 yards. He's maxed out at four receptions and he's only had one touchdown in the last month. I just, 
there's other guys I would be willing to like Darren Wall. I'd start Darren Waller over George Kittle if I had that option. If I could, if I could, if I had a team where that was an option of the two, I'd rather figure it out. While I'd start Fryer move this week over uh, George Kittle. If, if I if I had my druthers, um, yeah. Now, now Kittle's like the Baltimore game is the one where I could like somehow see Kittle doing something nuts, like catching like a fifty yard touchdown, like breaking like four tackles, but. That's what it's going to take, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to end the game with five targets. Like it's just <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be blocking primarily in this game, you know, so that those receivers can get open. Yeah, you know, so it's he's just a guy where, you know, the the numbers look good on, on him for the year. I mean, he's got fifty five for eight sixty five and six, so nothing to scoff at. But I don't know. I just think he, he's been very fantasy pedestrian the last month, and I think that persists. For, through the playoffs, what a, what a time to be alive! But yeah, so last last month, looking at tight ends, top top tight end te ones: Laporta, Ingram, and Joku, McBride, Kelsey, Ferguson. Sigh, quietly, I don't remember him scoring a bunch, but he's tight end six. Uh, our guy Isaiah Likely. So thank you for didn't you drop him in a league? Yep. <laughs> tight end seven Tucker Kraft who we both liked it just got buried behind Musgrave and uh, you know I think they're going to have two formidable tight ends going forward it's going to suck for fantasy but if I was a Packers guy I'd be thrilled uh, Hunter Henry we're talking about popping Everett uh, out of nowhere tight end 10 then Kittle and Hawkinson bringing up the rear but definite last but certainly not least in that group so pretty interesting yeah, that, that Isaiah Likely one, that was obviously pre-Mark Andrews injury, and I had so much tight end depth that he was never even coming close to starting for me. And then, of course, now he's a, a must-start, um, which is just ironic. So, yeah, on the Jake Ferguson front, so the way he sneaks up on you, right, is he's had eight targets each of the last three games. He's caught six, five, and six. You know, those three weeks has a touchdown during that span in two 70 point games. So, or sorry, 70 yard games. So, yeah, nothing explosive, but just consistent and getting volume, right? Getting eight targets in a Dak Prescott led offense. That's something that George Kittle does not get. Mm. But yeah, so, so that's. That'll do it. That's a look at two weeks of uh, some fantasy playoff action. So good luck to you. Good job making it uh, this deep so far. Got another week to go. And, yeah, like I said, uh, this is the important week. I know it's nice to win the championship, but typically most leagues pay out first and second. So just trying it's to the money get line, through. Right? Yeah. Just try, trying to get through this week so you can get paid. So, yeah. Uh, can take the foot, don't take the foot off the brake next week, but it's not as stressful because you're coming out ahead no matter what. So good luck to everybody out there, unless you're playing us, in which case we wish nothing but the worst upon you, uh, especially our good friend Madman, who I hope to crush <laughs> this week and really drug us both into. But uh, that should do it for us again, taking a week off, and then we'll be back talking to layoff fantasy football. And then after that, we're, we're back into dynasty season, how it has snuck up upon us, hasn't it? So for myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.
Like we went on that new Tron ride. It sucked. It was terrible. Oh really? I heard yeah, it was but, cool. No, it's terrible. No, I mean, it's cool. No. Like it's uncomfortable. Like the way you sit in the thing, it's like you're sitting in a trunk. Like you're you, you. It's hard to like get your head up to actually see what's going on. Like it almost like forces mm-hmm. you like to like lay. It's 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 very uncomfortable. So it's like I guess to get the experience of like a Tron <laughs> vehicle. Yeah, where you lock in, but yeah, as far as the ride is concerned, no, I was less than enamored with it. Huh. I saw a video of uh, two giant, big, fat women trying to get on the Tron ride, and they couldn't fit. I saw a live video of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's like ah. it closes in on you. It's very it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it locks you in. Like, it's stuffing you in there. Because you go outside on the track, like, right? So they, yeah. there's nothing on your side. So it has to yeah. encase you <laughs> so that you don't fall out yeah, and die. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ruin your trip. <laughs> 